This week's episode of The Curious Podcast is brought to you by you, our valued listeners. If there are any topics you would like to hear us talk about, you can submit your suggestions at curious.podcasts at gmail.com. Also, if you want to show us some love and support, why not pop over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Curious Podcasts. Well, Lawless, another week, another podcast podcast. Yes. Well, how are you doing this week? I'm alright. Well, I'm half left. We've just lost a fiver on the way here. Was it my fiver? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So, be, so, so I've lost a fiver on your way here. Yeah. Sounds about right. So, how are you doing, listeners? Oh, wait, you can't actually answer back, so that was pointless asking. But you can always email us and let us know. So, what have you got for us this week? Richard's Corner. What a surprise. And Quizmine. We're doing Quizmine this week? Alright. You're the guest. Oh, I'm the guest. I was going to say, yeah, who have we got joining us this week to do Quizmine? Okay, so I've got to answer the questions. So chances are I'm probably going to get them all wrong, even if I get them right. Probably. Because I know how you love to rig games against me. Remember that Minecraft session? don't know what Minecraft is. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. Well, this week I have got a usual bad dad joke. And I'm actually going to do something different this week again. Just curiously experimenting with with different things to Mm -hmm. talk about. I'm going to take a delve into the realm of creepypastas. Yes, I went on uh, Reddit last night and picked a story completely at random. So I don't know if this story is actually any good or not. And uh, yeah, I thought, you know what? I'm going to read it out. If it's good, it's good. And if it's not, it's not. We just won't know until I've actually read it. Well, hopefully it'll be in keep with the massive professionalism of this show, you know? In another reality. Aye. But that's a topic for another week. So without further ado, let's crack into some dad jokes. Have you got your dad joke ready? I have. Well, it's... Well, I say dad joke. I've been telling people about the benefits of eating dried grapes. You know, raising awareness. But don't you? Okay, so... Who is Chris Rock afraid of? Mm, don't know. Chris Paper. Exactly. What a word. Exactly. Well, on that note then, I want to know who is this week's guest? Billy Ocean. Hey, isn't that who we were talking about last week? Mm-hmm. Well, I see we were talking Faith about. Faith Marin you, you were talking about with... Uh, but it wasn't Craig, though, was it? It was Quag. 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 First man to step foot in Jarrah in a car. What was he driving? No one really knows. No one really knows. Uh, just waiting for a phone call off him. Um...
Hello, Billy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I know it's not your real name. I know it's probably just a stage name. Where, what? What do you mean in the name of your hotel? Oh. What's your hotel called? Billy's Ocean View. Oh. Um. Do I want to phone you back? Yeah. Wait, bye. I'm not going to ask. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to comment. I want to talk about it. You need to start putting the guests yourself. It's time after time, isn't it? It really is. No, it's the only time, well, the only times that we've managed to get a guest on myself, I'm being able to get a guest on, is if you do the booking yourself when it's been Madam Jem, Cindy Lauper, or whoever. There's always. Not the singer from the 80s. Not the singer from the you 80s. Have to point that yeah, out. not the singer from the 80s. This is always something that goes wrong. Always something that goes wrong. So yeah, we're gonna you're gonna have to stop being such a lazy cat and actually do the bookings yourself. Aren't you shove a fizzle down your dick? No, no, that's save that for the end of the show. Right, oh, and it's gonna be all bit. Okay then, time for Drew's curiosity corner. I'm gonna need an apple over there. I was a corridor curiosities, but actually that's something that will be addressed later in the show. Come on, come on. We're it then. I'm trying, I'm trying. We'll get the key. I am using the key. Got the one. Yeah, there we go. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Drew's Corridor of Curiosities. There we go. I got it out that time, Lord. What was that? Two, two takes? I okay. So, as promised or threatened, I'm doing a creepypasta this week. And this creepypasta is called Every Night at 2am, a daughter starts to cry. We should have paid attention sooner. Yeah, I wonder what it's about. <laughs> And this is only part one. What a cryptic title. I know, right? So this is from Reddit, uh, from the Mr. Creepypasta subreddit. It's from No Sleep. What was it, Young Seti? You know what, I'm too new to Reddit. I, I don't know how to tell what, what, what means what in this thing. Okay, enough... Uh, Namby pamby fannying about, let's get on with the actual story. Abby's shrill cries echoed through the hall, shredding through the thin veil of sleep I'd settled into barely an hour before. Alan rolled in place, groaning wordlessly as he folded the pillow over his ears. I stared daggers into him, scoffing to myself before wiping the sleep from my eyes and pulling myself from bed. It had been his job to put her down for bed last time, so I suppose it was mine to check on her. 
I shot a glance at the clock on my husband's bedside table, though I already knew what the time would read. 2am more or less on the dot. The clock read 2.03, right on schedule. Despite having dealt with the process every night for the past few weeks, it never got easier. It was as if our daughter had reverted back to her days as a newborn, rapidly regressing since turning three. Things had been relatively easy with her over the years, but in the last few weeks she'd become more difficult than usual. There had been complaints about misbehaving at daycare, hitting other kids and biting, things of that nature, and we'd noticed in our own day-to-day life that she was beginning to grow obstinate. Where she'd once been an agreeable and rather easygoing kid, she was now difficult. Often seeming to listen clearly only to turn around and do the opposite of what she was told, or something entirely different and altogether unacceptable. It was like she was trying to goad a reaction out of people. One of the hardest parts to her challenging new behaviour was her sudden inability to sleep through the night. It was like she'd found some new, fucked up, circadian rhythm all of a sudden. We thought it might be the new house, a side effect of having a young child in an unfamiliar environment, but it felt odd. She'd been fine for the first week or so in the new place. Hell, she seemed to love it. And then one night, a little over nine days after we'd settled in, she began the nightly tantrums, setting off every night around 2am like she was following a schedule. Given the fact that Abigail was still relatively non-verbal and couldn't really articulate herself in any other way, we dismissed the tantrums as anything other than commonplace. I shuddered as my feet met the wood floor, the chill of fall filling the room. I grabbed my robe from the foot of the ottoman beside our bed, throwing it over my shoulders as I made my way to Abby's room. The hallway was pitch black. Only faint traces of moonlight could be seen shining through the solitary window. Even through the grogginess and irritation, a blooming unease found a home, growing with each protesting groan of the floorboards and my daughter's shrill cry echoing off the walls. As my hand closed over the cool brass of the doorknob, my ears perked up unintentionally as my body tried to account for the lack of sight. I heard something that made me freeze in place. Amidst the sound of Abigail's crying, I felt certain I'd heard a voice. For the briefest of moments, I thought it was her father's before immediately remembering I'd left him behind in the bedroom. My stomach dropped, a sudden surge of panic dissipating the final mists of sleep clinging to me. I threw open the door, heart pounding as I rushed forward and into the room. Quickly I made my way to the side of Abigail's crib, nearly tripping in the act as my foot fell upon something soft and plush. I looked down to see the large stuffed bear I'd assumed my husband had gotten her when we moved. She'd been clinging to it like a flotation device in water every time I'd seen her since. Upon assuring her safety, I set to scouring the room for any sign of intrusion. My eyes frantically darted about the little space, 
and for a moment my own reflection on the sliding mirrored doors of the, of the closet made my heart jump. I quickly pulled open the closet, and it being the only place in the room someone could hide him, themselves, to find it entirely empty. I meticulously scanned the room, as far as I could tell, undisturbed from the night before. The moonlight cast shadows across the carpet, making strange and forbidding figures of the mundane. It occurred to me that she must, must have tossed it out of her crib sometime during the night, and I wondered if that wasn't the reason for the latest of her nightly outbursts. As I picked up the stuffed animal sitting on the floor beside her bed, I found myself peering in through the thin wooden bars at my daughter. I felt a surge of relief as I saw her, though it was quickly replaced by a familiar sort of exhaustion as she cried. Her little face scrunched and reddening, that I would be spending the next few hours of precious sleep time trying to get her back to sleep. I reached into the crib, gently lifting her from the bed and pulling her into my chest. Almost immediately, her cry settled into a soft babble, and I felt a flood of emotion I had only known post-pregnancy, an overwhelming sort of love. I made my way to the rocking chair opposite the bed, settling into a rhythm as I began to hum a lullaby. At the back of my mind, I replayed those moments before I'd entered, questioning whether I'd really heard anything at all. I had felt so sure in those brief moments before I'd entered that there had been another voice. What do you think, Lawless? What do you think that voice could have been? Okay, the demon, Aaron. Demon. Well, let's keep, keep reading and find out. Yet the window was shut, and the room empty with the exception of my little girl. She was calm now, or no longer crying at least, but her eyes were wet and her nose was red, still running from her prior tantrum. She babbled softly, her head bobbing as she leaned back to look at me, her mouth trying to work around some word, a duh, duh sound. Daddy, I chuckled, despite the exhaustion rapidly regaining its footing. No, not daddy, he's sleeping, it's mommy. She looked at me as though somehow her little mind was unsatisfied with the response before turning and pointing one of her little fingers towards the crib. Daddy? It took me a moment to understand what she was asking. As I stood and made my way to the crib, reaching in for the stuffed bear her father must have gotten her at some point. I felt her grip tighten around me as she spun away, hiding her face on my neck. Something in me twisted at that. It just a distant unease in my gut, instinctual though vague. I looked the ratty thing over with mild interest. For the life of me, I couldn't understand why Alan had chosen it for her of all things. It was a large, rather ratty thing, clearly a hand-me-down if the line of stitching running along its belly told me anything. He'd likely seen it in one of our shopping trips at the local thrift shop as we tried to finish our home on a budget and thought of Abigail. It was sweet, though a part of me wondered if he'd remembered to wash it 
I made a mental note to ask him in the morning. It clearly meant a lot to Abby, and from the moment I'd noticed it, it had been practically glued to her hand, never to be anywhere she wasn't. Which is why I found her reaction somewhat unnerving. I lowered the stuffed toy back into the crib, somewhat surprised by the weight of the thing as I did so. A bit heavier than I th might have expected. Abigail glanced over her shoulder curiously as if to ensure I'd moved the toy, turning around fully when she saw it back in the bed. I felt something stir in me that I couldn't quite place. Again, something odd in her reaction that triggered some instinctual sort of maternal unease in me. My eye lingered on the doll before searching the room once more for comfort and settling into the rocking chair with my daughter. It took several minutes for that faint unease to fade back, to fade to the back of my mind, lingering silently under the surface. And it took a little longer than that for Abby's breathing to slow and sleep to fall over her again. I could feel the drowsiness billowing back up in me as well. My eyes feeling grainy, lids heavy as the faint creak of the chair formed a dissonant lullaby. The protesting groan of the floorboards and the screech of the door's hinges pierced the veil of sleep that had come to settle over me. Suddenly, I found myself going straight into defence mode, my mind immediately thinking back to the voice I thought I'd heard earlier, and my eyes shut open. It took a moment to adjust to the darkness, and my heart plummeted into an icy pool of fear in my gut as the outline of a man grew apparent in the doorway only settling once my husband spoke. You coming back to bed, Leanne? He asked, sleep audible in his voice as he rubbed at his eyes. I took a breath, allowing my heartbeat to return to a normal pace before nodding. Yeah, just had to get her back down, I said, doing my best to rise from the seat as, I, as carefully as possible to avoid waking Abigail. I made my way to the crib, slowly lowering her in beside the stuffed bear before making my way towards Alan. You okay? he muttered, closing the door as silently as he could manage as we crept back towards our room. Some of that lingering unease must have been visible on my face, I realised. I shrugged, shaking my head as though to free my mind of the cobwebs of exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just, I shrugged, hearing that voice again in my mind. The sound so clear, I had to wonder if I wasn't misremembering. Thought I'd heard a voice earlier, in Abby's room. Seeing the flood of emotions making their way to his face, I quickly added, I checked everywhere, the room's empty. I think I'm just tired. He nodded, but glanced back at the room for a moment as if considering whether or not to check himself. I placed a hand on his arm, stifling a yawn. It's okay, Alan. She's fine. He nodded, casting a parting look at Abigail's door before turning and heading with me back to our bedroom. I glanced once more down the hall, its darkness casting in an unshakable eeriness, and did my best to assure myself Abby was alright despite the odd, vague feelings of uneasiness still clinging so stubbornly. Sleep came soon after we climbed back under the covers, and while I struggled to recollect my dreams from that night, I know they were dark, the sort to ensure my sleep was a restless one.
Looking back, I wonder if it was my mind's way of warning me to not let my guard down, that the worst was yet to pass. I'm going to take a slight break there. Crikey Lawless, this reading stuff out loud is uh, sharp earthquaking. Ah, which brings us to our last sponsor this week, Kerry's Kebabs. What's that got to do with crunching the thirst? Sure. I was thinking more Kerry's Cola. No. Yes. No. This is my segment. No. This is my segment. Why should I shut up during my segment? Leave me alone, I'm trying to meet that one. I know, I think everybody heard it before. <laughs> Sounds like a horse, doesn't it? <laughs> I was writing this stuff down for you as well, but uh, I think we're throwing the cunt in the bin now, so. It's not Kerry's cunt, is it? Kerry's kebabs, Kerry's cola. Shut up, carry on! <laughs> right, where was I? Cheerios or Frosted Flakes? I asked, lifting both of the boxes, raising an eyebrow as if, to, as I asked Abigail for the third time which of our two kinds of cereal she wanted. I'd already had to clean up a bowl of oatmeal from the kitchen floor that she tossed in a little fit of rage. The question only prompted more tears, her face growing a bright red and wrinkling into a silent scream, as though she were building up for another bout of shrieking. That morning had been especially challenging. Abigail was acting out even more than she had been in the past few weeks, to the point that Alan was offering his apologies on the way out of the door, knowing that I'd have to wrangle her all alone while trying to manage my online classes. By the time afternoon rolled around, I was at my wit's end. My nerves were so far beyond afraid that every noise seemed poised to send me into a fit of irritation. Class had started, and despite moderate success for a few hours, Abby had set back into one of her tantrums again, this time showing no signs of stopping. There was a test that day, and after spending most of the time juggling between my class and Abby, I did something I knew better than, and hated doing. I flicked on the television, turning to the first YouTube playlist I saw featuring familiar kids' characters. Mommy just needs 20 minutes, baby. Please just watch TV, okay? I'll be right back. I left her in front of the living room television, hurrying to shut myself off in the room before too much time could pass on my exam. I did my best to stifle the flood of emotions I felt as I heard her cries grow louder tottering behind me. As I entered the small room off of the living room which I'd been using as an office, I closed the door behind me. Abby's cries rose into shrieks, her little fists pounding against the door. I swallowed hard, sighing as I fought back the watering in my eyes. Just 20 minutes. She's, she'd be okay for 20 minutes, I tried to remind myself. Every bit of me wanting to open the door despite my exhaustion. I remained steadfast, making my way to the computer and beginning work. After a few minutes she stopped, her cries falling into pitiful sniffles 
before I could hear her totter away. I tried not to rush through my test, my grade in the class already having suffered from so many sleepless nights, yet my mind wavered between the work, the thoughts of Abby. I pushed through, eventually losing myself in the test as I, as I grew in difficulty, until I'd reached the end, falling back in my chair with a sigh. I turned in place, spinning the seat to face the window that made up most of the wall. Outside I could see the neighbour lady, Mrs Janice Melody, as she told me to call her, and her husband in their yard. Their ancient old pickup shone in the driveway, a unique shade of orange that could be described as something of an eyesore at best. She was watering the grass, despite the fact that the Illinois weather almost certainly meant some more snow could be expected before summer. While he passed out popsicles to a few of the local kids, a group of boys taking a break from their play. They'd been playing a game of street hockey, which I tried to drown out while working, but watched with some mild interest as my mind drifted to thoughts of the future. It shouldn't be too long before Abigail was out there. I could almost see her in my mind, a perfect mix of her father and I, smart and sweet, but with an attitude to boot, out there with the other kids. After a moment, Mr. Melody, I'd yet remember his name, appeared to return to his house, disappearing to the side of my window and out of view. I watched a few more minutes as the kids continued their game, his wife stopping her busy work with every few minutes to yell at them when the ball touched her lawn or some similar offence, remaining lost in thoughts of the future. Craigie, all this is going on for a while. I'm wondering when it's going to when it's going to get somewhere. Maybe I should have read this in advance. Maybe. Well, I'll know for future not to pick one that's quite so long. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave this on a cliffhanger because my throat is actually starting to hurt. There. This non-stop talking. I'm not used to it, you know. <laughs> so, listeners, I am going to leave this creepypasta on a cliffhanger right here, right now. I'm starting to feel a bit like I've let the show down a bit with that. Completely, yeah. yeah. So, my standards don't have to be too high now. Not that you yeah, are. Um, because we've got quiz mind, I want to ask you a question, just as a bit of a warm up. So, are we doing quiz mind inside Richie's corner or totally separate? Inside the corner. Inside the corner. Right. So, what word comes after P? Q. The music. Sponsored by Kerry's Kebabs. If you want a kebab, give Kerry a ring. Um, she might say yes. Shut up. We're going to start with some random facts. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. 
and the moon is made of cheese. Okay, we've got some fan mail. Uh, this is from Danny from London. Do you know who I am? Yes, Danny from London. Um, what will we have from Stacy from Nottingham? Did you hear that? I did actually. I've got one here from Chrissy from Cornwall. Hi Richie, can you help me? My teenage cat has told me she's pregnant. I haven't told my husband yet, as I'm not sure how to break it to him. I didn't even know she had a boyfriend. P.S. Can I have a picture of Pods wearing a ballet dress? Absolutely. Uh, my advice would be just to tell him outright. Get it while with It's not really your fault. It's the cat's a bit of a cat. Uh, so some Dave from Shiremore. Hi. Hi Dave. Uh, this one's from Kevin Watersniff. My name is Kevin. Yes it is. So, did you say Watersniff? Yes. We've had a Watersniff on here before. He's a reoccurring um, fan. fan. Okay. Also to say Watersniff. Hi. Right, got one here from Barbara. Hello Barbara. Hi Babs. Hi Richie. So, me and Ben have moved in together. And we've had our first argument. We smashed the fuck out of the house, smashed plates, called each other names. Ben at one point even threw a live chicken out of the upstairs window as I was firing a shotgun up to the air. At one point, the estate agent who was showing us around the house ran back to him. <laughs> <laughs> To his car whilst we were banging on his car window saying we'll take it i let you know what happened next week love babs thanks for that babs that was brilliant lad. <laughs> thanks babs you made my fat hurt this one's from billy barnes yeah. Oh, I got Billy Bonds again. The arch nemesis. I can't sleep at night knowing you two dickheads are out there somewhere. My podcast is way better than you pair of ass clowns. You should shovel shit into your ears so we know how it feels listening to you. Pricks. Listen to a good podcast at Curious Podbots. Flame likes the Podbots, doesn't he? Quite a few people like Bob Bats. Well, Mr. Barnes, we also have trouble sleeping at night, but it's not because of you. It's insomnia. Oh, my clear sleep apnea. Are you ready? Yes, there are a couple of emails. One of which is from another cat. Oh, God. Mittens from down the street here. I think it's a fucking outrage how Clive, Pods, was chosen for the podcast cat, even though I've been trying to get in Drew's house for months, but he wouldn't let me in. That's 
we had mittens because that's exactly how it went with Clive and he just refused to take no for an answer. So maybe you should have tried harder. I could have been the mascot, but no. Clive gets all the glory just after walking in once. Fucking bullshit. I will shit in your garden every chance I get and will spread filthy rumours about you. You pair of fucking tick clamps. It's war. Well, Mittens, it's your own fault for not trying hard enough. You see, Clive, or Pods, you know, he tried enough. He, he tried so hard, he managed to force his way into my home against my will. You didn't try that hard. And that's why you failed. Oh, look, Mittens even included a selfie, Richie. Oh, he looks angry. Oh, he does. He looks really angry. It's kind of like that tortoiseshell type cat, isn't he? Got any more? I have. Have you seen that as well? He's, he's even got an M on his head. An M for mittens. It's almost like it was planned. You think he's tattooed? Got a tattoo off. Well, we have got another one on, not just from a fan. Not even sure she, she is a fan, but it's from a, from a friend of ours. T Belly. Oh, hi. Yes. Hi, podcasts. T Belly here. I've been listening to the show, and you are both shit. <laughs> but but that's a given. I think Drew's Corridor of Curiosities would sound smoother than Drew's Curious Corridor, by the way. Just my humble opinion. Also, Richie's Corner seems more like Richie's Letterbox, because it's always full of shit. It's quite good, that, actually. Speaking of cat-themed, maybe Drew should rename his part to Drew's Scratching Post, because he's the only one trying to scratch that curiosity itch. Where's your part in the Curious Richie? So long, suckers. Quite mild, actually, or I was expecting a lot worse. Well, it was to both of us, not just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was asking her about that. She's saying, you know, she, she's not usually a horrible person. It's just me. Oh, she, it's, oh. it's just me. She's horrible too. She's actually uh, pretty nice to everyone she's else. Nice to me, actually. Yeah. So yeah. she's she's nice to everyone else. It's just me that she targets with that, that cruelty with. Right. Well, I have been thinking that actually that my. Mary Richie's Corner has nothing to do with what but to be fair, you listen to episode one, it's it's not even the same show. It's like we've just somehow derailed and started something else. So um I'm not renaming the show. We're not renaming it and I'm not getting better either, so Right. Now it's time for Who is Mind Mind Mind. Do I need to add music into this bit? Yes. Okay. Same. Okay, so this week's um, prize is melted down Easter eggs from Chernobyl. My favourite. Even better than Belgian chocolate. Right, now sit down, shut your hole, and get ready for question one. Dun, dun. In what year did the UK last win the Eurovision Song Contest? I didn't know the UK ever had one. Why I? So that's, you don't know? No idea. It was 1987. Really? With Katrina on the waves. Who was the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic? Uh, would that be Amelia Earhart? Yeah. Well done. Which country invented tea? India? China. All the teams. Most people I've met said that, right. 
question four. How many bones does a shark have? A lot. None. It's all cartilage. Huh. Konnichiwa means hello in which language? Japanese. Correct. Who discovered penicillin? Oh, fuck. Um... Uh, Alexander Fleming. Well done. How many oceans are there on Earth? Seven? Five. Well, you, you just can fact check that later. I thought you was. would think it was seven, wasn't it? Was it? Uh, was it? Uh, was it? Uh, was it? Uh, no, look, seas. Look. Oh, yeah, the oceans, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the uh, seven seas, right? Yeah, seas, not oceans. Okay, so we've got, yeah, so there's... It's a little mermaid, all named after the seas. Yeah. And the mom is named after the, the dead sea. The mom's dead as well, isn't she? Okay, so let's see, so there's uh, the, Adla the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, one of the other three oceans. I don't care. Right, question eight. Which four colours make up the Brazilian flag? Brazilian? Oh, huh. Uh, red, black, green, and yellow? Green, yellow, blue, white. White. Which I was those? I've got three. I've got three. It, it, again, I'll kick the tits off you. Which was the first James Bond movie to feature Roger Moore? Oh. Um, I don't remember. Live and let die. Wait, that was his first one? Yeah. And about Bond. Final question. What was Daniel Craig's first Bond movie? <laughs> Casino Royale. Correct. Bonus question. This is for the Metal Down East Day Exception novel. Mm -hmm. Why is Joe a wanker? Because he was born that way. Thank you. That was a very good quiz, mind. It was. Okay. We'll have to wrap up for Richie's corner. Um, Back to the show. Well, Richie's Corner was definitely less of a letdown than what my bit was. And to be fair, it was a bit of a shambles. Right. Word of the week? Word of the week. Well, my word of the week is quite quite uh, interesting what I picked for my word, given what some of your, what uh, a couple of your questions were relating to. Because mm -hmm. my word of the week is Octopussy. You can watch it. It's a James Bond movie. You could possibly eat it as well. Okay. Yeah, no, you could eat that, yes. Mine is onion. You can eat that. I've had a raw onion once. Was that why you were trying to quit smoking? Uh, no, it was when I had a sore throat. Someone said it would help and it didn't. It made us sick. Uh, I imagine so, yeah. No, it's in one of the Lethal Weapon films. Um, oh, yeah. When he rigs his trying to quit. Uh-huh. Uh, 
But, uh, that isn't that the one. Wasn't Chris Rock in that one? Chris Rock is in them, aye. Joe Pesky's in them as well. And, uh, Pesci. Pesci. No, Don't I'll... correct this, Drew. I'll correct you. No, 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 no. Oh. You can't come up with that shit show, right? And then start lecturing me about fucking... Fuck off. It's Pesci. 